0: United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Our relationship with Afghanistan, it is a testy one at this point. It does seem that there are questions about the safety of commanders in place. We've seen some insider attacks. Of course, elections are on the table. We wanted to make some sense of it. So we turn to John Johnny Walsh, senior expert on Afghanistan at the United States Institute of Peace. Twitter handle is at USIP. Johnny Walsh, welcome. Thanks for being here today.
1: Hi, thank you for
0: having me. Where are we on elections right now?
1: Well, we are a few weeks out from the parliamentary election, as in it happened a few weeks ago. Um, We have not heard results of the election yet. Election day itself was marked by a lot of technical struggles, to say the least. Um, Many people weren't able to vote. Uh, The problems with a sort of last-ditch effort to use biometric voter registration were on full display. And so there's a lot of contention over where the votes are, what was legitimate, and it'll probably be a few weeks before we hear any winners of who's going to parliament. Meantime, in April, we have a presidential election scheduled, which is probably, most would say, Afghanistan most important political exercise. And so tickets are starting to form of uh, president-vice president combinations, including President Ghani, who will be running for re-election, uh, likely including uh, former senior aide of his, Hani Fatmar, who uh, has been in talks with other political figures. So we're entering high political season for the next election, just as this past one is, uh, is still in the process.
0: And according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, the administration, Trump administration, is trying to figure out whether or not they want to push the Afghan government to suspend the upcoming presidential elections. Not going well, I guess, uh, not finding a a, a very receptive audience in President Ghani. Talk about why the U.S. might want to see that.
1: So this was a Wall Street Journal article that reported that uh, Ambassador Zalmay Khalilzad, who is the Trump team's special envoy for Afghanistan, charged with trying to uh, conclude a peace agreement with the Taliban and other parties to end the Afghan war. He has been in Kabul the last few days and reportedly has discussed this idea of potentially delaying the elections if it would advance a peace process. I can't speak to whether the report truly is accurately capturing what are inherently private conversations in Kabul. But I can say from my own travels, it is impossible to travel in Kabul and not hear Af- many Afghans themselves talking about how the elections relate to the peace process. And in some scenarios, they, we, some people could imagine uh, delaying an election so that the Taliban can participate in it or participate in some sort of transitional uh, governance arrangement between, before that election happens. I don't, I don't perceive that anyone that I've spoken to in the U.S. government is saying right now this needs to happen, in part because elections are really important. The U.S. is, a, and including this administration, is a very strong proponent of having clean, transparent elections in Afghanistan. But the peace process is an is a equally important exercise, and it is an acknowledgment of reality that there's a complicated relationship between them when both are in full force at the same time.
0: Again, we're speaking with Johnny Walsh, who is a senior expert on Afghanistan at the United States Institute of Peace. One very high-profile killing recently was um, the mayor from Utah, Brent Taylor, who was killed in an insider attack. He was not the only one killed recently. But again, that has sort of called our attention to this. How serious a problem of this? How is this? How much of a blockade is this in moving forward in Afghanistan?
1: Well, there have been a few high-profile insider attacks just recently, um, the tragic death of the mayor was one example. There have been others that killed uh, NATO troops who were in Afghanistan and there was a very close call for General Scott Miller, our overall commander in Afghanistan, in an attack that did kill probably the most powerful man in southern Afghanistan, a guy named General Gazak. This uh, is a problem that has bedeviled the Afghanistan effort for many years. In 2012 and 13, it ended up Uh, insider attacks made up a sizable percentage of the overall U.S. death toll in Afghanistan. It has generally gotten better since then, this recent spike notwithstanding. Um, I think it plays into the larger reality that the the Taliban continue to wage an extremely aggressive countrywide campaign, of which insider attacks are only one small part they're launching attacks in virtually every province just in the last few days seen in the new york times they've nearly overrun two previously quite stable districts in hazara shia areas of afghanistan and it's a reminder that the war is at full force and that's partly why a peace process is so urgently needed
0: my last question uh and we're gonna have to wrap this up but i'm just curious people are going to want to know when is the us going to get out of afghanistan or at least with its military presence
1: well, that's, that's kind of the act of debate. It, it also plays very directly into the effort to peacefully resolve this conflict. I, I think most following this issue closely would say it would not be in anyone's benefit for the U.S. to leave precipitously and let the country at, at high risk of the country just falling apart, because, among other things, in that scenario, you could certainly see a humanitarian crisis. You could also see a major terrorism problem returning Uh, Afghanistan contains some very fertile soil for it. Uh, What the Taliban would like, though, is they have sort of hinted at the broad outlines of an arrangement where the U.S. does draw down responsibly over a period of time, and not necessarily to zero. And concurrently, the Taliban and other Afghan groups, certainly including the government, could reach some form of political settlement in which they share power and wind down the internal violence. That would be a great arrangement, and a U.S. troop withdrawal in in part or in whole could be a very important component of such a process. But even most Afghans, too, would say, even many Taliban, would say if they leave immediately, there's a great risk of chaos, anarchy in the country that is quite
0: dangerous for everyone. Johnny Walsh, thank you for being with us on POTUS. Great, thank you. That is John, Johnny Walsh, senior expert on Afghanistan at the United States Institute of Peace the elections and the situation on the ground there, tweeting at USIP. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.